Well, hello, Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin uh, Warhol. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm happy to be with you here today to record another episode of the Rise and Thrive podcast. And we have been having a great time having these conversations really focused around the class that you're teaching, uh, the weekly class you're teaching this my winter. My weekly class on Saturdays on my beautiful life. Right. Where I have uh, boiled down and synthesized a lot of my self-mastery material mm -hmm. uh, into a edible version for a two and a half hour class. And uh, we're going through a lot of the tools and experiences that add up to living a masterful and fulfilling life. Yeah, and I've been having a good time with the class and it's different than your self-mastery program where, you know, we would go to the Carondelet Center and we'd have Friday night and then we'd have all day Saturday. And, and it went for a year. Yeah, once a month for for most of the year and, you know, have, going out to lunch and all that, all these things that you can't do when we're not having in-person gatherings. So this class is by Zoom, but my goodness, Mary, people are getting a lot out of it and I'm getting a lot out of it and it's just is very worthwhile. And we're falling in love with them as we always do. <laughs> yes. Falling in love with the humans. Oh, we're so precious. I did. I have to admit today I felt after today's class, I felt like, oh, I wish we were going out to lunch and I could talk to everybody. But, <laughs> right. Oh, well, and we we'll, can talk we'll more about this. And yeah. And yeah. I'm curious about that with this interesting <laughs> person. I know. I know. I miss the in-person thingy. Yeah, but, but it, it's been great to put our attention, put our focus on various parts of your self-mastery tools, which is what we've been doing all along on this podcast. The Rise and Thrive Show podcast is all about um, learning to wield those tools with more masterful, being more masterful at that. And yes. Gaining to be, confidence. To be thriving. And, yeah, so that, so that we can thrive. Exactly. And, and a big, big part of the of Rise and Thrive is uh, self-forgiveness, which is what you talked about this week in the class. Yes. Yeah. Forgiveness in general, forgiveness of others, forgiveness of life situations. But the most important one of all, forgiving ourselves for our human ways um, that yeah, we're and hard on ourselves about. I was thinking about that. And for, for someone who, for people who haven't maybe spent a lot of time with your forgiveness uh, method, just to kind of talk a little bit about why self-forgiveness is so important. You said in class, it is the most ex important experience of all. Because we live in our own skin. We live with our own minds and the ways that they run and sometimes distressing thoughts that we have and ways of uh, putting ourselves down. We live with our hearts some of which have been somewhat mangled along the way with, uh, you know, broken hearting, that's right, try it again, <laughs> heartbreaking <laughs> experiences. Uh, it's, it's just not easy to be a person and, and avoid life's difficulties, and some of them stick. So the forgiveness work towards others, towards life, towards self, is how we unstick mm -hmm. from the leftover negativity of something and we open up again to a new understanding that um, that we live in a benevolent universe that life is good that we are good that we uh, deserve um, to feel safe and and good and to move towards our dreams 
Yeah, and so with your forgiveness method, the this the core explanation of that, the way you describe that is letting go of expectations that are causing me to suffer. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about uh, self-forgiveness within that context. Is it the same? Is it a little bit different? How would you describe it? Well, it's uh, it's similar, and you know, as as a technique, it's different. There's like mm -hmm. different ways of getting there when you're forgiving an outer situation or when you're forgiving yourself. Self-forgiveness is the way that we uh, nourish ourselves with a sense of our best self um, that we're trying to embody and become. And uh, it's a way we finish old stories that left some debris behind and made us have some self-doubts. Uh, it's a way that we grow up the inner child inside us. Some, some of us have uh, a young self inside us that was either um, hurt uh, by words or some form of abuse or was neglected uh, either in our basic needs or in the needs of our heart and our growing sense of self. Some people have what I call the empty heart, the, mm. the wound of the neglected heart. And uh, we have a certain kind of emptiness. We don't understand where, why it's hard for us not to, it's hard for us to be happy. Uh, and that's often a self-forgiveness issue, a self-issue. So it's just the most important thing because it really is where we live and how we create and how we allow ourselves to feel deserving of our best dreams and to mm. seek them. Oh, that, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, when we when we study and practice forgiveness and your eight steps to freedom, your method, pretty much everything you you talk about how pretty much everything has sort of two sides to the coin. There's forgiving other people or situations, but then the other side of it is forgiving yourself. And so learning both, learning both of those techniques and practicing them is really important on the path to self-mastery. So you talked about this in the class. How do you know when you need to do self-forgiveness? Sometimes it's obvious. Uh, we know we are feeling depressed, low, anxious, insecure, um, unfulfilled. We know that. We know we're going there and we wish we didn't go there. Uh, sometimes we have an addiction that we can't seem to put away and we go to it when we're feeling uh, a little lost or low or wanting to give ourselves something that we need and we don't know what it is and we seek that filling of the hole that's that's there we talked about how very often it's revealed by the fact that there's some good things that we would like to bring into our lives and we're not doing it mm. we're not allowing um the the next good relationship to come into our life because we still have some leftovers around others and around self or there's some experiences that we would enjoy uh some adventures to have some interesting exposure to new things in life that we would like to have but we don't make it a priority because we aren't all about loving ourselves mm -hmm. we're just kind of we've been trained to work hard and endure things and um, be a good person and have a little bit of fun but don't have too much fun <laughs> and and as we grow in our sense of uh, self-love we allow ourselves to fully flower and to fully seek 
what this life can offer us. Yeah, it's interesting, Mary, because you very easily talk about self-love and self-forgiveness as really being hand in hand. And I want to just go into that a little bit more for people who aren't as familiar with it. And, I, you know, when I think about self-forgiveness, I think about it's it's often our stories from the past or things we've done or things we've been embarrassed about or things we have shame about. And we don't want to look at it. I mean, it's sort of a human tendency is to just want to not pay attention to it. So it's very curious, I think, that if we are going to fully embrace ourselves and love ourselves fully, this is sort of on the to-do list of addressing the things we are upset about or embarrassed about or find painful. And so we have to look at that in order to fully love ourselves. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, we have to open up the cupboard door and peek inside in the dark corner and see, oh, this thing is still bothering me. I still feel shame about that thing. And I still avoid this person because they said I was stupid long ago and I don't want to feel like maybe I am stupid. I don't know. We avoid situations. It's uh, it's just kind of a, a spring cleaning mm -hmm. of the psyche. Every now and then we need to uh, see what's dusty and, and broken and, and uh, uh, clear some things out so that we can feel peaceful. And so, and so we can feel alive, you know, feel lively. Yeah. And as we, as we carry along more issues that we don't take care of, we feel more and more dull and burdened. And we have this sense of like, you know, I don't, I could be better than this, but I don't know how. And very yeah. often it has to do with forgiveness, forgiving some stories that are still, are still clinging to us. And it doesn't take that long. It's not that hard. It's really just a decision, but we have to be willing to walk into the pain we have about it. Right. Um, as you said, we, we can, we tend to avoid it and turn away from it. Nobody wants to feel pain. Nobody wants to feel their embarrassment or their disappointment or their, their, bad feelings about themselves. Nobody wants to feel how, how angry we are at someone else or how brokenhearted we feel by someone else's actions. But it's really uh, the way through to full-hearted living is to keep opening the heart and cleaning out what has um, brought some, some shadow and damage. Yeah, you said something today that I wrote, I wrote down a note because I thought it was worded so well. You said, you can deal with some things that have been haunting you. Yes. And I thought, oh, I like that. That's like the stuff that maybe, maybe during the day when you're busy and you're not, you know, you've got stuff going on, it doesn't come to the front of your mind. But maybe, you know, at, at 2.30 a.m. when you should be <laughs> asleep, you wake up and you're kind of mulling over something or ruminating about something. Yes, that's the clue. When you wake up in the middle of the night and there's something right there in your mind that is causing a disturbance and you're you know obsessing about it you're recycling it over and over that's an indication that you have some work to do mm -hmm. and you're just signaling to yourself that it's time to look here yeah and you know under coming to an understanding about that is is part of the path but then also giving it a go giving giving it a try learning your steps 
going, okay, I don't exactly know what I'm doing here, but I'm going to sort of fumble into this. I'm going to lean into this and try it. I'm going to follow. I'm going to listen to some of the other podcasts that we have. Um, I, and I should just mention this in case anybody's sort of new to our podcast. If you go back into the archives on your podcast feed or on our website, riseandthriveshow.com, we have step-by-step directions and how to forgive, how to do self-forgiveness. All of that is there. And so for people who are circling this idea, circling this this concept, but want to start embodying it and start bringing it into practice and, and starting to do it and learning about it and discovering more of themselves through it, it's all right there. It's all right there. You can seek it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what you were aiming for in class today, because we did a couple of different meditative exercises and writing exercises. What, yes. what was your, um, we'll, we'll act like this is the post-game play-by-play, Mary. What, what, what were you intending? What did you have people do? <laughs> I was intending to <laughs> fortify the team. I was intending to build our confidence and say, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, so I, I was intending to... Uh, uh, encourage people that we have the right to uh, make a commitment to self. We have the right to make a commitment to choosing self-love and learning how to do self-forgiveness as we go along in life uh, because uh, we want to be living on higher ground. Mm -hmm. So everything we did today was in service to encouraging the students to be feeling like they are among, they are amid good company with each other. That I read a list of uh, self issues that I have in my book, Unconditional Forgiveness. Here are some of the things that people are tormented about. And body image would be one of them for people who think they're they're too heavy or too short or whatever. That's a, just a simple one, but um, there's just many many stories that people struggle with, and we just kind of kind of went through that briefly and. Uh, yeah, and people... some of them would be like if you made a mistake, you you did something wrong, maybe you hurt someone's feelings, or or maybe you actually harmed someone in in a bigger way, and mm -hmm. you, you're still maybe you picked that. the wrong person to love, and they mm -hmm. were not good to you, they were not a good person, and you saw signs of that early on, but you didn't really uh, take it seriously until you got really hurt. Yeah, yeah there's you ignored the red flags. Yes, maybe you yeah. were. A bad friend one time you know like yeah. you, you wish you could have showed up better or more when your friend was sick or when they were going through a divorce or you um, you know caused someone else to feel badly that uh, they they didn't feel like you were there in a certain way there's just so many there's so, so many. many stories <laughs> yeah like the just the notion of falling short of who you wish you could be who, who you, you wish you could be, be who you mean to be yeah. and um, uh, and I have this this uh, kind of medicine for that one, which is for people to realize that just about every single human being has that one. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish I was more. I wish I was better. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm disappointed in myself generally a little bit or a lot. Uh, and I feel like I'm falling short of my goals and my mm -hmm. dreams. And uh, I shared in one of the recent classes that one of the insights that I received by doing the self-forgiveness exercise one year was the message from spirit that, you know, nobody can get it 
Human life is difficult. Life in the earth is difficult. Life in the body is difficult. It's difficult. And when we're really, really getting it pretty good, it's about 80% at the most. We just can't make uh, everything translate 100% from our mind to its mm -hmm. its experience on the ground. It just, it's just not possible. So we have to be uh, contented with doing pretty good mm -hmm. with most of our uh, goals in our lives and not be perfectionists about yeah. uh, all the things that we think we should be and do. Yeah, so as you're talking about this this concept of self-love self and then the action of self-love and then the self-forgiveness as a pathway to opening the heart more and seeing seeing yourself identifying with, with a self that is more the way spirit sees you or God sees you, part of the exercises that you're doing is sort of getting people on that path and, and getting them closer to that. So, so what were the specifics that we did? You had people journaling a little bit this time. Yes, I had people uh, go over this inventory of good spiritual qualities mm -hmm. that people have and circle all the ones that they have and kind of claim them. Um, I had them think about which of these things on this list of uh, bummer self stories that I read uh, do they relate to you know mm -hmm. yeah this old relationship oh yeah my body image oh yeah my finances are a mess they I had them uh, see which of those things that they resonated with and then we did this exercise where I had them write a letter write a letter to their higher self and I encourage people to use whatever um, way of conceiving that they love so is it your soul is it the higher power? Is it God? Is it the universe? So, but writing a letter to that higher source and asking it for something you need in your life and asking it for a blessing and permission to go into this new pathway of self-love and um, to vigorously employ self-forgiveness exercise as needed. So they wrote a little letter and then they shared in a small group uh, uh, from from that or from what other things in class that they were thinking about. I encourage them to brag about their spiritual qualities if they wanted to because we don't get enough uh, clean opportunity to brag about our good stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know who did that because we weren't spying on the small groups. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, after that, I, I led them in a very uh, simple, potent um, exercise that comes from psychosynthesis. Dr. Asagioli's work, mm -hmm. in which we travel through and acknowledge the condition, the conditions we find within our body, within our emotions, within our minds and thoughts, and then we go beyond it. We it, we develop the sense of the witness self, the part of us that was witnessing our personality as it struggles along. We all have that. Mm -hmm. Everyone has it. Everyone listening to this podcast, you know the experience of being in a dramatic situation where there's a lot of emotion on the ground and uh, and and you're feeling like, ah, really upset about something. Yeah. On one level, you're feeling that really upset about something and the other part of you is witnessing it peacefully. Yes. There's a part of you that is watching you peacefully as you freak out about this situation yeah. and it's kind of calmly letting you know well okay well there you go freaking out well, i'm here you know whenever you're ready uh, that is our soul that is the 
the higher self and it's always there 100 percent of the time yeah. and we need to learn to recognize um that peaceful witness wise self which was which is available for us every moment in certain moments we have to recognize it that it's there so we we practiced witnessing from the place of the higher self the different levels of the personality and then we moved purely into a meditation of being in the higher self being inside the light of soul inside the ocean of light that is God and and peacefully bringing uh, a message back to the person that's been asking us for blessing and permission so then we had people once they got there uh, in that kind of expanded metaphysical state had them pick up their pen and write a letter to themselves back to themselves back to the part of them that has been asking for blessing and permission and uh, I love oh I love that part I, I love know. that part the messages you get when you go to that expanded state are so uh, generous and vastly patient and celebratory and, and beautiful and beautiful and the they had a couple it. of people read a few sentences from their paragraph that they wrote once they were in the higher self and it was gorgeous wasn't it it, it was and what always strikes me about that is how different it is from maybe their day in day out self-talk you know yes. especially people who who know that they have a problem with kind of harsh self-talk and you know that's something that they're trying to address and work through and heal and when they do this exercise mary just just the wording and the idea the phrasing see... and the unequivocal yeah support it's like not watered down at all it's unequivocal 100 no. percent support for the person that you are to uh, heal your issue and yeah. dust yourself off and smile at your good qualities and and walk forward in a new day it's it's so vastly generous and patient and unequivocal when yeah. we get to hear the words coming from this higher level and it shows us how God sees us it shows us that we are good and that we're safe and that we're loved and yes yeah and, um, and that we can, can move we on. can start anew and we, we can, can move on yeah yeah we don't have to be um you know punishing ourselves for our errors or sins you know forever it's like no rehearsing rehearsing the old sorry stories exactly yeah, we can exactly. be done yeah no i love that and you know i so i've been kind of working with you Oh, it's going on like eight years now where I've gone to your workshops and I've helped out at your workshops as a volunteer and we've talked on these podcasts. But, you know, I will say initially, I I met the self-forgiveness weekends with dread. I was scared <laughs> of them, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, I want to look at my worst mistakes. I want to look at my where I've fallen short. I want to look at my shame, <laughs> you know. Yeah, our old trauma that all of it uh, yeah i made some decisions about afterwards and yeah i need to change those decisions however when you get to the part where you get this message from your higher self and it, what i've experienced is it's really startling in that it's it expresses something that you've never thought of before in your personality state it's like oh man i want that i want more of that how do i get more of that you know so it's really it kind of it's the um the payoff i would say to going ahead and, and facing some of these harder things right right we have to go go through it to come out on the other side into um a brighter day 
Yeah, and once you do it, and you shared in class too a, a notebook that you had from 1986, I think, where you had listed off a bunch of things that you were going to forgive yourself for, and and then you also had a record of what you heard from your spiritual side as from your higher self as you went through the steps and, and actually did the, the work of, of self-forgiveness. And it was really stunning. Yeah, it was really I something. know. I, I reread it every few years. I pull this notebook out and I reread it and I am freshly amazed that those words came out of my mouth <laughs> towards me because they wouldn't, they, they're so unequivocal. They're so yeah. loving and encouraging and uh it's good to remind myself of that higher point of view of how how i am seen and held by the yeah. higher self yeah and this is you know in this larger notion of of if you value redemption as i do redeeming our old stories this is it this is why i call forgiveness the center of the circle it is the central thing that allows us to live our lives make mistakes get better, grow, learn, and, and redeem, you know, redeem different parts of our story. And what I love about it too, is that when we can learn how to do that for ourselves and go through the whole process and get better at it by doing it again on different issues, we develop a, a compassion for ourselves. but we actually, you know, the, we develop more compassion for others too. It's, it's really a big deal for everybody mm -hmm. yeah and when you have forgiven yourself um a couple of certain things and then you see someone else beating mm -hmm. themselves up about that similar thing yeah you can easily minister to them yeah. around how they don't need to do that and you know this yeah. is how you used to feel and this is how you look at it now it's it's uh it really does expand our hearts towards everybody because it's uh it's just uh you know people are great people are beautiful and we forget or we don't know yeah. and it's revealed when when i teach forgiveness i i always tell people i'm in this for the beauty because <laughs> people are so beautiful when they have dropped the rock when they have yeah. let go of a story and forgiven another person um and forgiven themselves they just they're flowering and i had that same feeling in my heart as i looked at these faces on zoom <laughs> they were all yeah. glowy and mm -hmm. smiley and peaceful and i could see it on them i could see yeah. they had they had gone there they had rinsed something away and their beauty was emerging and again and again and i, I know you've experienced this too by helping in my workshop when people emerge from that self-forgiveness exercise you just want to cry yeah. with how Tears of joy. how <laughs> much you love them and yeah. how much how how beautiful people are yeah it's it's just uh it's really a rewarding activity it is it is well thank you mary thank you for all you do with bringing your forgiveness method to the world and self-forgiveness and and sharing it and sharing it so freely and openly i mean that that's really something and i i know that people who have been your students over the years really appreciate that about you and uh you hold an important warm 
uh, glow in their hearts forever after they've gone it's through a true. workshop. It's yeah. true. Forever. I am, I, it's such a job benefit. I Forever. <laughs> people yeah. are coming back to me and saying, you know, you don't remember me. I worked with you 15 years ago, but you changed my life. Exactly. You know, I didn't really change their life. They changed their own life. But yeah. but it was always a moment, a turning mm-hmm. point, when they when they dropped the, the battle story, when they opened up and felt um, spirits love for them it did it changed their life yeah. so it's a it's a great great job benefit and i'm in it for the beauty and i'm still going here and let's just keep <laughs> doing this yeah yeah till i'm till good. i'm too old <laughs> that's great well do you have anything any other thoughts you want to say before we wrap up here yeah um actually it's you know uh it's a it's a thought from from scripture and I'm not a religious person I'm a spiritual person and I don't read a lot of scripture or whatever but I'm very fond of Jesus and I I'm very aware that unconditional love and forgiveness was his central message it's the thing that he he really really emphasized in his teachings and I'm thinking today about when um story about when he was out teaching the crowds and a bunch of little kids came running to him they saw him coming down the dusty road and all the children ran to him and you know crowded around him and climbed on him and whatever and people were trying to you know keep get the kids off the master here you know he's (laughs) he's coming here to give us a talk but he he welcomed them and he said to his disciples um, let them come. Let the, let the kids come. Let the children come and climb all over me. Unless you become like one of these, you won't be in the kingdom of heaven. And mm. I I see that when it comes to the healing that we all need to do about the child in us mm-hmm. and the the beautiful childlike glory that emerges from people after they've done healing. They do look like shiny, open, curious, happy children Mm -hmm. and you know he he was making the point that um the kingdom of heaven living living in bliss and love and beauty and and peace is possible here Mm -hmm. in the earth but you have to practice these ways you have to practice Mm -hmm. the ways of unconditional love and forgiveness so that's what i was thinking about i was thinking about our friend jesus and children and the shine and um seeking a heavenly experience it's Mm. it's as close to home as your own your own body and your own willingness to to release the um the shadows from an unfortunate experience and move into the sunlight Mm. that's beautiful mary thank you so much that was really lovely thanks you're welcome thank you for being you and right. uh, <laughs> sharing this this walk with me it's just mm-hmm. so rewarding it is. and thank you to everyone <laughs> who has been listening um we are so glad that you're joining us and um hopefully uh taking some golden nuggets away and putting them into practice and uh we'll look forward to being with you again next time sounds good thanks mary bye <laughs>